everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So we are back again. It's been a little bit of a while, but as you know, things are like this for us. Like we film this podcast from two different corners of the country. We have really busy lives and a lot of things going on. So it happens sometimes, but we're back again today to talk about... I would say something very controversial. Um, You might not agree with the things that we have to say, but also at the same time, this is always an ongoing conversation where we want to have a dialogue about sometimes difficult conversations. So we would definitely love to hear everybody's input after this is over. Yeah. And obviously, like our opinions is our own opinions. It's not necessarily to be said about everyone. Um the trans community is evolving and becoming something completely brand new. So I think it's a total shock to a lot of people. And so obviously we're going to be discussing things from a current standpoint type of perspective and like how we view things as like trans people. So um, especially trans people who I feel like we're kind of nearing like the end, like I feel like we were um, like our trans identities and like when we came out was like, um, like we were, I feel like still very early on YouTube when there was hardly any trans influencers or anything like that. And over the past five years that like that has come changed completely. And so, yeah, I think, you know, topics regarding, uh, transitioning and uh, certain like, um, situations like this are constantly evolving, constantly changing. And within such a short amount of time, there has been so much change. So yeah, I definitely think this conversation um, is important to have and but obviously um, please don't hate us we're just we're just trying to like see all sides and trying to kind of give a perspective of our own and yeah from our own personal like backgrounds and how you know we've gone through so much so I'm very nervous but excited to talk about this because I think it's something that we've we, we've sort of touched on in, in past episodes and stuff but I think it's important to kind of bring up again I agree But as always, before we actually get into the real topic, it has been a few weeks, so I feel like we may have some things to share or maybe some explanations as to why we have disappeared from the face of the earth. Um, So It's literally all my fault. No, it's it's not. I I get it. And everybody is going to understand too. But like, I guess we could just talk about what's really been happening and we were talking before this started about like some stressful situations that we've been in recently. So if you want to start. Oh yeah. I mean, my whole life has now been engulfed by my school. Um, I didn't realize how hard this semester was going to be, especially compared to last semester. Last semester I did a lot of writing stuff and uh, it felt really stressful, but for some reason this semester is on a completely different level. And it's specifically because of one professor who I am, I cannot stand. We had like an hour long Zoom call the other day and I just completely like started screaming at her because she gave me a 40 on an assignment that like the class average was a 60 and it was so frustrating because it was about race relations in the United States. And um, I had a lot to say on it um, based off an article that I read. It was supposed to be like a short reflection and I'm just going to go on into this whole like tangent of like this story, but it was so frustrating Um, she got mad at me because I reflected on the article, even though it's a short reflection. She told me like, I shouldn't have any opinion in it, 
which I'm like, but that's the whole point of a reflection. I don't know. So it was like a, it was a whole big argument and the whole class was upset. And so this professor and the way she grades has kind of been like eating away at me where I've just been like constantly thinking about school and constantly trying to prepare and make sure that I get every detail right on every assignment. So I've been like prepping, I've been doing a lot of reading and I've just been so like, and just like overwhelmed by school. And then I also have an internship this semester, which hasn't made anything um, easier. But so I've just been completely busy. It's all my fault that we miss a, a few weeks and I'm really sorry. I'm trying to get back into the groove of having like a normal, like stable, like routine, but it can be really stressful, especially when there's so much like on my plate. But um, yeah, it's just been a lot of like annoying things regarding uh, classes. It's classes that I'm loving and the material I think is so great. I've learned so much this semester. I'm finishing up my minor, which is in Africana studies. Um, and it's, I've learned so much and I've gained so much and just learning about the history of, uh, black people within the United States. It's like, it's kind of crazy all that, like you, we haven't been told. Um, and, um, I'm like gaining a lot out of that. So the semester has been great, just really stressful and a lot of pressure. It's obviously, um, want to do the best that you can. You want to represent, um, you know, what you're learning in a good light. And so it's just been a lot. But yeah, so I've just been a whole like a mess everywhere. But um, yeah, how have you been? How are things with you? Um, good. I haven't been as busy as you, obviously, because I'm not in school. Thankfully, I graduated already. I don't. I mean, I do kind of miss it sometimes. But at the same time, I think back at like all of the shit that I had to write and like dealing with shitty ass professors like you. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'm I'm good being graduated. But I've just been working. Um, work has been kind of stressful, like always. I was talking before this started. Something really weird happened yesterday when I was working. So if you don't know, I work in insurance. So I deal with like car accidents and stuff. And I was on the phone with this guy. And I could tell like right when I answered the phone that he was like sad and that's understandable. Like he just got in a car accident. His vehicle was totaled. Like he couldn't use it obviously. So he's stressed about going to work and all this type of stuff. So I like, I could tell that he was like a little bit upset. So I was just trying to be as nice as I could. And then like out of nowhere, it's just like silent for a second. And I'm like, hello, are you still there? And when he starts talking, his voice is like, so shaky and like trembling and like obviously I can tell he's crying he's like sniffling and I'm like in this really awkward position because I don't know this man like I I understand it's my job like my job is to like take care of your car I'm not like a therapist and I don't know if that's mean but like I felt bad but like at the same time what the what am I supposed to do like I don't know him like I don't know if like things that I could say could potentially like break the boundary of what you can say to to, like a client. So it was just like really awkward for me. I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. Like I'm trying to do the best that I can to like help you. And he was like, no, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand how difficult my life is and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like I I maybe don't understand, but I, I really am trying to help you. And like every time I said something, he would bite me. He was like, I'm probably just another number to you. You probably handle so many cases and you don't even care about me. 
And I was like, what do you, like, what do you say? So I was just like really trying to just make him feel like he knew I was listening to him. And I kept apologizing, even though I didn't do anything wrong. I was like, I'm sorry. It's a shitty situation. Like, I didn't hit your car, so I don't know why you're so angry at me. Like, can you go call the person that hit you? Maybe that'll help you. I don't know. It was just weird. Like, I don't like being in those types of situations, like awkward confrontational situations with people I don't know. It just made it really strange. And I didn't like it. And I hope that never happens again in my entire life. So, like... Anytime I get a call in regards to that specific claim, I'm like scared that he's going to start crying again, but hopefully he doesn't. It's, it's funny. Cause like you work in like a position where it's like probably like if someone gets into a car accident, that's obviously a very hard time in someone's life. So having to call people like routinely talking about their car accident, I'm like, I, like, couldn't imagine all the shit that you hear. Yeah. My job is, like, stressful enough without having to speak to anybody. Just, like, all the investigative work that we have to do and all of the documents and paperwork that we have to go through and all of the laws and and the state for traffic control devices and stuff like that. So adding on, like, people yelling at you and leaving you voicemails every three seconds, like, they'll call me and I don't pick up because I'm at lunch or something. And then they'll call me, like, eight other times right after it because I'm not answering my phone and then they get mad. I'm like, girl, I'm, I'm eating. Like, can you give me a second? I have so many things going on. I don't want to have to deal with people, especially people crying and yelling at me. It's just a lot. So you're a whole ass FBI agent. I literally am a car FBI agent. (laughs) It is wild. Like the research and like the intense, like investigating that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Sorry, Jordan is making her appearance like normal. She likes to get in the way. We love her though. But yeah, that's that seems very stressful. I currently work in video editing and um I hope my boss doesn't hear this, but I literally don't do anything all day. I got Grand Theft Auto and I've been playing Grand Theft Auto while I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm doing homework. But probably playing Grand Theft Auto. My time management has all to do with me and nothing to do with not having enough time for anything. Do you play online on Grand Theft Auto? I just started playing online, and you and I were talking yesterday about yeah. like the the whole like it's, it's like role play now, right? There's like a server. I have been so obsessed with No Pixel. It's like a server, so it's basically Grand Theft Auto Five. It's the base game, but. There's developers that have like created a mod for the game called No Pixel. And basically it's the same thing, but it's like role play. So like you create your own character and then you live out that character's life in the game and like people get jobs and like they have elections and stuff like that. And some of like really big streamers on Twitch are on No Pixel. And it's just so funny. It's like a TV show every night because like there's so many different perspectives that you could watch. Like you could watch people getting arrested or you could watch people like in a strip club or in a restaurant like a fast food restaurant like there's so many different people you can watch it's so funny it's like my favorite thing to watch at night now it's funny because you send me clips and i'm just like dying at these like little clips it's it's like a reality tv but like in like video game form and streamer form it's hilarious like last night i was watching like a court case and it was 
this cop, he's like a crooked cop. And he was going against like this girl that's like an ex stripper. And she was like accusing him of sexism. So it was like, just her like not knowing the law at all, like trying to represent herself in court. And it was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. I have to, I have to like, yeah, next time you're watching a stream, send me the stream link so, so I can just funny. click on it. Cause I, I like, yeah, I have to just force Emily to watch this with me. Um, I've like been enjoying the game so much. I it was crazy how the last San, or Grand Theft Auto game I played was San Andreas. And so to like come from that, which came out a million years ago, to like playing this new one, I was like like shocked. I didn't know what to expect. And when I when I turned it on, I was like, oh my God. Um, but is it cross platform? Like could we play together if I'm on a PC? Um, I don't think so, actually. I wish it was, but I don't think so. Yeah, because that would be really fun. But yeah, um I, I was obsessed with playing online when it first came out, but it kind of died off for me. And then like it started getting more popular again recently, but it's mostly due to like the role playing servers. So yeah. yeah. You should maybe find one day I'll be on there. Listen to one of those. Yeah. That'd be so fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like that's just been something that I've just been enjoying a bunch lately and I need to get into it. Every time you show me something, I always enjoy it. Like always. Cause you showed me the love Island app. You showed me <laughs> the circle. Uh, you, what else have you, you've showed me, or you told me to watch um, uh, pen 15. And like, I like, that's probably one of my favorite shows. It's so it's funny. Fucking hilarious. So everything. I'm eagerly waiting like, for season three to come out i blame you for like the loss of like a million dollars i spent on love island for all those gems Honestly, i blame myself too <laughs> like i'm sorry but i haven't played that in a while i should pick that back up that was so fun but yeah so um i guess moving on from there if you wanted to jump into the topic um yeah yeah so we're going to be talking about a slur. I know, what a change of pace. Yeah. Um, we're talking about to something so serious. I mean, the slur that we're talking about is definitely something that could be thrown around in Grand Theft Auto. Let's just be honest. Right. Due to how vulgar it is. I definitely have heard it within yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Um, I'm pretty sure most of you probably know what it is. It's the T-slur tranny. And I saw something... I follow a lot of trans people on Instagram, obviously, and I saw something recently. Um, it was like, I guess like a disagreement in regards to who should be allowed to say the word tranny. And I thought it was kind of interesting because, I mean, if you think about it, nobody, you can't really dictate really who has the right to say a word because you don't. It that gets into the territory of gatekeeping. Like you never really know what somebody's identity is. So you can't really a hundred percent tell them that they're not allowed to say a word. However, it does kind of get a little muddy when that word has such like harsh implications for a specific community of people. Like for trans women, specifically trans women of color amount of times that they've been killed or have experienced violence or other hostile behaviors and have been called that word is quite astronomical, actually. It's like not comfortable for me to talk about like how normalized it is for a trans woman of color to be 
a victim of violence. So when you have a community like that, that experiences so much hate, specifically tied to one word, it's, it can be, I don't even know, really know how to explain it. It could just be a little bit weird to hear that word coming out of somebody else's mouth who may not experience the same thing as that group of people. So that's kind of pretty much what we're going to be talking about. Um, and I don't know, what what were your initial thoughts? I know we talked about it a little bit. I sent it to you yesterday on Instagram and I asked what you thought. Like, what was your initial thought when you read the whole thing? Yeah. So, well, like, so we both have been, we both have been attacked, I would say, because we were trans influencers, sort of like we have, we have YouTube channels and um, uh, people know us from our YouTube channels, but I know both you and I have um, experienced a lot of like hate or discrimination or I had someone email me the other day threatening to to rape my girlfriend. Um, so like we've experienced our fair share of transphobia, have been called the teaser number amount of times uh, or numerous amount of times. And so it affects us deeply. So I think we have very like we have a very sore spot towards it. And we always throw it around with each other. We say it a bunch because it is like more affirming. It feels, you know, we're reclaiming it. And it, and it feels like way to, to kind of make light of the situation, all the, all the horrible things that we've experienced. And so it is like, um, when you sent me the, those, those string of videos, I, I like understood the perspective of the person kind of talking about like how um, like um, trans people uh, should be the ones saying uh, that word or the ones that should be allowed to say that word, no one else. And I know this person was kind of talking about how, like, who calls themselves trans and is there a way to identify who is trans and who isn't trans? So they were kind of talking about, like, non-binary people and how um, a lot of non-binary people call themselves trans but aren't trans. And that's, like, a whole discussion that we'll go into uh, deeper. But I do want to talk about how trans women of color are deeply affected because um, of just uh just what society has like has put onto them they experience like heightened like sexual violence they experience uh obviously heightened uh, murder cases and things like that um and even like with this like little thing um my partner is um a digital marketing major uh she's in grad school and doing a bunch of stuff and one of her projects is revolving around girlish and trying to promote girlish and um, she did a digital ad campaign on Google and um, was trying to see like, uh, or help us get clicks. And so she was trying to write keywords for us to like put on um, like our, on our Google search. And so she asked me what keywords to do. So I jokingly said like, do like transsexual and do tranny. And um, she ended up getting back the results, seeing like what had the majority of clicks and things like transgender or like uh, trans girl, trans women, there was like barely any, but the words like transsexual or tranny, those had heightened clicks. And I think there was even related clicks where it was like trans porn and that was like also heightened. Um, and it sucks because like our podcast was coming up for people looking for that. And so it, even in that sense, when you're like looking at like marketing a podcast like ours, it's still victim of of people sexualizing, fetishizing us. And it's just, um, 
and like that variable were also increased in, in a sort of like uh, of sexual violence or deviance and it is really it's shitty so when i saw the string of stories that you sh- uh, shared with me about like um her perspective of who can say the word and who can't say the word um i kind of i felt i understood her and i'm not saying i necessarily agreed with everything she said but i did understand where she was coming from um in her like in her thought process but do you want to like specifically go into like the details of it because it's there's a lot that she kind of dives into that's like that it, like we, it covers a bunch of areas that we have to kind of unpack, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I guess we can start at the beginning. So the first time that I watched the story, the first section essentially was her asking people to go on Google and just type in the word tranny and then go to Google Images and see what pops up. And that's what I did. And the, literally all I saw was trans porn. That's it. And the point that she was essentially trying to make is that the word tranny is directed mostly towards trans women, obviously, and trans women in porn. Like, tranny is literally a porn category. That's what a lot of people search as. Like you had mentioned, the most popular searches that we got for our podcast was with the tag tranny or transsexual. So she was essentially just trying to show that the word tranny Yes, it it is in regards to the trans community. However, there is a very specific application of the word. And a lot of the time or most of the time it is directed towards trans women and in possibly a sexual or derogatory way. And the person that she was talking about, I believe they identify as non-binary. However, they have the word tranny in their name. And the reason she got upset about it is because this person, they identify as non-binary, um, also as trans, I believe, but she didn't feel like it was fair for that particular person to be so comfortable using the word tranny when they are, I don't really know how to say it. I guess, I guess their gender expression would be like more so androgynous, but more on the masculine side. Like they have facial hair and everything. So walking down the street if a trans woman and this person were walking down the street and you had to pick which one would probably be called a tranny, it would be the trans woman. And I feel like for me, a point that I resonated with a lot is that that word has a lot of weight specifically towards trans women because every single day we go out in public perceived or dressed as the way that we dress. And you never know one day or not if somebody's going to clock you. And if that person clocks you, you never know what their reaction is going to be. A lot of us have bad experiences with men who react violently, like say you're at a bar and somebody comes up to you and hits on you and they find out you're trans. Like how many instances in the news have we heard of that that resulted in death? So it's it's not something that trans women can really hide from. This is our everyday life. This is how we perceive ourselves in public 24-7. However, if you are somebody that might not be female presenting or trans, or you might be, you more closely identify as non-binary and you identify or express yourself in a more masculine way. You don't really have that fear in public walking around because you are presenting as male, I guess. And in this specific instance, like I was talking about, this person doesn't really dress that feminine other than sometimes wearing makeup or other types of accessories. So it's like, how 
how do you really draw the line with somebody that's allowed to say that word, considering that if you were to walk down the street or if that person was to walk down the street, they probably would get some weird stares or some comments, but they definitely would not be called a tranny or they wouldn't probably experience any type of transphobic behavior by cis men who are threatened by their attraction to that person. So I feel like that's the point that I specifically like resonated with. I don't ever want to like tell anybody that they can't say it because I, I'm not the judge. I'm not the trans judge. I can't tell who's trans and who's not. And I'm not the judge of who was able to use that label. But I think people do need to realize that that word is used very specifically. And I don't know, I, I personally wouldn't be comfortable using it if I didn't feel like that word has been derogatorily used towards me or my community, like literally every single day. Yeah. Um, and I agree with like everything that you said. Um, and, and that it's like, when you see someone use a word and like, you know how much you've been affected by that, that word. And um, the only reason that they claim that they could say that word is because someone called them that someone in the trans community called them that once, then it's like frustrating because, um, because it's like, oh, okay, someone in the trans community jokingly called you that. But have you been like called that by other people? Have you been attacked by other people, harassed, uh, feared for your life because that word was thrown at you? And and like I don't, I'm not trying to gatekeep the word, and I don't think gatekeeping is good. Um, but I understand why people would be um, upset or or like or like just like not happy with someone saying that word that has impacting so many uh, trans women. Um, and so like, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really hard to see. I would even say like to go as far as like saying that, like, um, uh, just like masculine identities or things that are more mask, um, I feel like, um, have less obviously, uh, discrimination or violence towards them than people who are trans women, um, or trans women of color, they experience the majority of violence. So when it comes to like using the words like tranny, when they're being targeted in, in so many, you know, aspects, um, then, then obviously there's, there's community in that where it's like, we're all in this together. We all have this, like this fear of like, you know, maybe one day walking down the street and like giving some, or like someone giving us a a random look and just not knowing if we're going to come home that day. So like there's that communal like fear and try and communal fear and um, also just attempt to reclaim the things that fear, like fear us the most. And so, I don't know, I I can understand where she was coming from being so upset by seeing someone who was mass presenting um, be that way or say things that, um, that just seem harmful or seem like it's coming from someone who would say that in a transphobic way. So, um, but I'm not obviously saying that, um, that they can or can't say anything, um, or say that word because like, I don't want to like gatekeep, but it is something that I can see being very uncomfortable. And I think when you're using a word like that, you have to acknowledge the privileges that you have and understand like, the implications that what you like would have saying that word, if that makes sense. Sorry if I'm so like all over the place. It's like hard to kind of formulate a thought revolving around this because obviously I want to just kind of, I want to 
talk in a way that's not so scrambled. I want to try and like present what I'm saying in, in a way that is understanding of everyone's perspective. And um, I just don't want to kind of like say anything that like I'll regret in like 10 years um, because like I, I genuinely don't want to like gatekeep. I don't want to like um, be harmful to the community. But like I, what I'm saying is that I understand why this person would be so upset about seeing someone say that word when they have they, they themselves have been so impacted by that word. I agree. And I also am kind of stumbling a little bit, just not because I don't know what to say. It's just because I also don't want to say anything without really thinking about what I'm saying. That makes sense. And I think this whole thing could have been worded differently. I think instead of saying or trying to gatekeep who can and who can't say it, I think the conversation probably could have steered towards thinking about the implications of the word before you do say it. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. I, again, don't think anybody has a right to determine who's allowed to say what. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people, once they identify a certain way, automatically think that every word that's used in this community automatically applies to you. And that might be true. It might be something that you are able to use because you are of that same shared experience, but there's different levels to even to the LGBT community. Different words mean different things to different people. And like the word tranny, it it doesn't mean the same for everybody. And I think the most important thing is just to like kind of understand that if you are like a a non-binary person or more masculine presenting, think about what the word tranny is usually used for. And think about all the harmful effects that it has specifically on trans women and people in the sex industry and things like that. So I think we really need to think more, not really think more, but just be more cautious and empathetic as to what that word comes from. Because I feel like most of us don't want to say anything that offends other people. And I feel like sometimes there's a sense of entitlement, like people get offended when somebody says they can't say something when in reality, all they're really trying to do is tell them to really think about what that word means before they say it. Because they, some people just get really comfortable with using certain words. And it even goes outside of this particular slur, like the N word, people use that all the time. And some people just don't understand why they're not able to use it. And they get so comfortable using it because somebody else called them that or somebody in that community said that they were okay to say it. And there's just like so many different levels to words and it's never really black and white. We can't really have a specific determined answer as to what you can say and what you can't say, because I mean, we can technically say whatever we want. It's just like understanding those words and the weight that they have behind them and how they are harmful to specific communities, I guess. Yeah. And even um, in terms of like, uh, so I like, I got this app, it's the pattern app. It, it's like a horoscope app or whatever. It tells you your like just things regarding your Zodiac sign. And it was a fairly new app and it was kind of trying to be like a social media thing. And so when I downloaded it, I was able to make uh, a username. So I, I got the username at Tranny. And I think it's so funny Um, Because I'm like, wow, like I was able to like get that. And it's something that just I thought was like, 
like great to like, I don't know, reclaim and just be like, yeah, like I got this. And it's something that like, obviously was, was really um, like fun for me. And I had a friend who, whatchamacallit, who just like, who saw it and um, was, um, where am I going with this? Oh, like I have like friends who see it and are like, um, are just not saying the word. They're not saying the at, and it's because they are cis and they don't understand the things that I've gone through and the reason that I can say it. And so obviously I think it, you know, words come down to like the history, like what does this mean? What has this meant for the trans community? And like I said earlier, the trans community has evolved over like I would say the past five years since we came out and it's become so much different than what we grew up knowing the trans community as. And um, uh, so, you know, we'll go on YouTube and we'll see like a varying um, YouTube channels of varying people with various like gender identities and uh, the way that they describe them themselves, the way that they present themselves is all different and everyone's unique. So it's hard to really know anyone's full background or how they're, and how they're feeling or to identify and say that you are trans or you're not trans. And I know that's another aspect to this whole thing. It's like, can you say the word if you aren't trans? But if you identify as trans, then are you okay to say the word? But who is and who isn't trans? And so there's like so many levels to this. And it is really hard to kind of navigate and see everyone's like what everyone's feeling. Because if you want to go down the route of like, oh, well, you need to medically transition to be trans, then I would like think in my head, well, you know, what if there's people in certain circumstances who are unable to transition, but maybe they found co-community online where they're able to express and identify themselves and be supported by people. Um, Are they trans if they haven't medically transitioned? So there's like flaws in logic like that. Um, there's flaws in like, um, where like, how do you know someone's full background and can say that they are or aren't trans? So there's this whole messy thing, but I think at the end of the day, like what we're both describing is like a word as heavy as tranny and something that we both have heard a bunch, um, since our transition is something that has a big history to it. And when it's being said, there should be an understanding of where it came from why it's being said by certain people and what it means to say it or showcase it. Like when I say it, when I showcase it, it's me reclaiming my trans identity saying I am trans. This is who I am. And people have called me this, but I am able to, to, you know, own up and be like, yeah, you know, this is me. I'm taking this word as mine. And um, I'm trying to take the weight off of what the, the harm that people have done to me. So um, that's kind of where like I lie at and it is hard to kind of obviously um, say who can and can say it, but like what we've been saying, there's just, there's a lot of context that needs to go into um, when you choose to say it, like, why are you saying it? You know, what value is coming out of it and um, can it harm someone else by saying it? Yeah, I think a good point to bring up again is the fact that the trans community and just the LGBT community in general is so different than it is compared to like five years ago. Like when I first started transitioning, people still didn't even know the difference between like gender identity and sexual orientation. Like that was like the biggest debate at that time. I didn't even know what non-binary meant when I came out. So it's like, there's this new wave of 
trans people and people in the LGBT community that are like at the forefront of explaining all of the the new ways to identify and all of the terminologies that are acceptable and stuff to use. And then there are the people that transitioned or started their journeys before all of this happened. So there's like different groups within the community that all have like their own set of beliefs that are based off of the time when they essentially started their transition or when they came out or their understanding of gender identity and sexual orientation at that point in time. So I feel like that's where a lot of the disconnect and arguments come from is just due to the fact that there are people that came up at a different time and things were different back then. And now things are the way that they are and they don't like, they don't understand it because that wasn't in existence when they first came out or when they started their transition. So I think it's kind of also just important to understand that even as a community, we're still like evolving and not everybody is going to be starting at the same base level of knowledge. Like I'm sure a 16 year old is probably way more well-versed in different identities than I am as 26 year old. And that's not because I, I don't care. Or I'm not aware of what's going on. It's just because like I said, when I started my transition, that wasn't a thing. And at this point I've kind of just gotten accustomed to my transition I've been focusing on just like going to work and living my life because I am at a comfortable place in my transition. So I'm, I, I guess I would say I'm not like as involved as I was before with the trans community, just because I used to do YouTube videos every single week and I was a lot more open and I talked about things more than I do now. So yeah, I think it's also due to the fact that just there's, there's so many different perspectives and ages and backgrounds and ways that people have learned about their gender identity and being trans and not being trans. So it's hard to have these conversations because I think everybody kind of gets a little bit impatient just due to the fact that there are so many hateful people out in the world. And like, it's frustrating when somebody doesn't want to listen to your point of view. But I think it's important when we're discussing these types of discourses inside of the community to also acknowledge that like somebody who came out 20 years ago is not going to have the same knowledge of you as you and you might need to explain things to them and not to get so frustrated and like do it in such a malicious way or like bash anybody for the beliefs that they have and like claim that they're being transphobic or whatever the reason just because they don't really understand something yet yeah and um Identities, like various identities have existed throughout time for forever. So I don't, I don't want to like say that that hasn't been a thing that's existed. Like I know in um, multiple indigenous cultures, like there are third genders and um, just throughout time, um, gender has been seen so fluid and it's only like the modern day Western ideology that kind of has given the binary like woman may or like women or what male, female, what am I saying? Um, and uh, so I I acknowledge that and I like can see that. And obviously someone who identifies as a trans femme, non-binary person, um, I obviously, uh, um, I don't know. I've seen how much has changed over the past like little while. But so I, I think like what I'm kind of getting at is that like um, gender is kind of fucked. And I just think that um, it isn't black and white, obviously. Um, there are various, there are, it's a spectrum. You know, people can lie wherever they want to lie, wherever they feel comfortable and they want, they can be who they want to be. And I fully 
um, respect that and I fully support that. Um, but like when utilizing words like the T slur, um, anytime uh, um, a person says it, I think there should be like obviously an acknowledgement of like who does that word impact within the trans community? Because the trans community is so large, especially now um, with people identifying as trans in various um, parts of the spectrum. But I don't know, I feel like that slur kind of, if you think of this whole community, when that slur is being said, what part do you see it affecting? Because when I think of it, I think of it affecting trans women. I think of it affecting people who um, are born, um, are assigned male at birth and have transitioned into um, a woman or you know, are presenting femme. And I see those people being extremely affected by that word. I see them obviously every day being targeted, harassed, um, bullied, um, just ostracized by using words like that, harmful words that target them. I see it in porn. Um, I see it in um, in fucking video games like Grand Theft Auto. Like literally in all aspects of that word, I see it represent the community of like trans women and I see how harmful it is and how much impact it has. Um, that word and like ideologies behind that word and like people's perspective of trans people over time and how the world views trans people obviously leads to the violence that we see within trans women, within trans women of color. Um, and so words like that being said, think about where and who it affects. And um, that's kind of like where I'm like keen on. So I personally believe that there is sort of a, a more there's there's a community that I feel like has more of a right to say it than the full community I would say so I'm not I'm not trying to gatekeep but I but I do believe that if anyone's gonna say it it's it should belong and rest or it should be more um, accepted for trans women to say it if anyone in the community can say it that word or that anyone in the community can have that word. It belongs to someone. It belongs to trans women. Yeah, I agree as well. And the reason I personally like keep bringing up trans women and like from presenting people is because the word tranny is like even used for cis women to describe a cis woman who may traditionally look more masculine than feminine, or they might have more muscles than most cis women. Like so many athletes are called trannies. I remember Sierra, like people called her a tranny all the time back then because she had muscular arms and because her voice was a little bit deeper. So I think that word specifically is like used to attack a woman who doesn't necessarily fit the box of what I guess the standard beauty of a woman is supposed to be. So I feel like that's why for me, that word has so much weight or more so weight towards trans women, because that's usually what it's used for. It's used to attack our ourselves, our identity as women. It's basically a fuck you to us that, oh, you might say you're a woman, you might have long hair, you might be wearing makeup, but you still kind of look like a man. Like that's essentially what it means. And it doesn't have the same weight for somebody who presents more masculine because nobody's going to call you that. Like there are other slurs that are going to probably be used to describe that person, but it's definitely probably not going to be tranny just because of how it's always been associated with female or 
I guess, feminine presenting people. And I, I think I, I also do agree with you. I think, I mean, I'm not going to say you can't say it. You're not. Yeah, it's hard. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to gatekeep anybody. I just think that we really need to think about the implications of the word and how it's been used historically. I think that people don't really think about that type of stuff. They just think that, you know, I'm a part of the community. I should be able to say it. And like you said, it is like a word that people like to reclaim and it brings people together. It's like trying to flip the meaning and reclaim it as something more positive and something that is not so derogatory in our community. So I understand why people feel like they also want to say it, but at the same time, like people outside of the community, I think it's also important to understand how that word's traditionally been used outside of the community, like cis people and their usage for the word. Like I said, it's mostly to describe women or trans women or cis women that don't look as feminine as they want to. And that goes with a lot of other slurs, like people don't understand why they can't say the N-word. And historically that has been a word that is associated with slavery. And even though slavery doesn't technically exist anymore, it still has that historical implication of slavery. And that's kind of the same thing with this word. It's like kind of just understanding where it comes from. And I think that, like I said, this whole debate or this whole like situation on Instagram probably could have been avoided if both sides kind of came at it from more of a place of understanding in regards to like who should say the word as opposed to like you can't say it or I am allowed to say it because this is how I identify because I feel like if that's the argument we're never going to get anywhere because we can't prove who's trans and who's not it's not something that we can take a test for so I mean fighting in regards to that is always going to end up in a dead end because like I said we can't prove who's trans or who's allowed to say what yeah I know that like it is frustrating when there's like a like a marginalized community and there's a lot of like infighting within it because there's um it, it does feel like you know like these situations can be resolved so easily if there was like just like a, a better discussion about it but also as like a community and as an expanding community um there are going to be various opinions on certain things there are going to be various like you know thought process on certain things and um with who can and can't use like the, the teasler at the end of the day um yeah i mean we've just like you know said it over and over again like it just it comes down to like um what you personally believe and um whether you think what you're like the way when you say the word what do you what do you intend to mean and how do you how do you view yourself when using the word so i think it kind of if that makes any sense it kind of comes down to that so if you do decide to use the word or if you're using it in a funny manner or a way of reclaiming, I guess just like think about it when you say it and understand like, you know, do does this word seem um, acceptable for me to say or, you know, should I say this word? Like I have friends who, um, I have uh, cis women friends who are um, part of the LGBT community, like they're, they're bi and um there are words like faggot that um, are often associated with queer people. And I have friends that are, are cis women and they are wary of saying that word because even though it is targeted towards the LGBT community, 
um, they don't feel like it, it's like explicitly deeply affected them the way it has necessarily for maybe like us um, who, um, or like, or like just like men who are gay, gay men. Um, and uh, yeah, so that word obviously um, is like, she's wary of that word or using that word um, because it obviously is tied to certain people. And, um, so I think that's like another example of like, of like that type of type of like understanding of when you say a word, even though you possibly may be able to say it, just kind of understand like, you know, who does this target? Who does this like affect the most? And why am I even saying it in the first place? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, for me, I've kind of, I use tranny because I've literally been called it nonstop for five years. Like all of my YouTube videos, I probably get one or two comments a day with that word in it. So it's like, the reason I say it is because it's been used to directly attack me multiple times ever since I started my transition. And I feel like a lot of people should think about that before they say something. It's, is this word something that has personally been used to attack me? And I mean, even in regards to my own race, like I am almost 50% black, but I don't feel comfortable using that word because I, I've never been in a situation where somebody has perceived me as black. I have the privilege of passing, like not necessarily as white, but I pass as something else. So to the world around me, I'm not being perceived as um, a person of that experience. So I don't feel it's necessary or it's okay for me to say it because that word has never been used derogatorily against me. And even if technically because of my background, I am okay to say it, it's never been used against me. So in that regard, I, I don't feel comfortable using it. And that's kind of just what I want the main point to be is like, think about the word. If it's been used to personally attack you, then I mean, that that is something that you can choose to reclaim if you would like to. But at the same time, I I don't think we can really tell people what they can and can't say. Like, it's kind of the same debate with the faggot slur. And a lot of gay men don't understand why trans women use that word because they feel like, you know, you're a woman, that the word faggot is traditionally used to describe a homosexual male or somebody else of that sort. And I think that's also kind of a tricky situation as well, because the word faggot is also used to describe trans women, because a lot of people don't really perceive us as women. So mm -hmm. that's something that you need to like understand is that, you know, maybe this word is, you know, homophobic, but at the same time, people don't have a grasp on the difference between gender identity and sexuality. So it's also used to attack trans women. So yeah, just, I think, thinking about the word and its usage specifically in regards to your own experience is important to really gauge how, I don't want to say like how comfortable you should be saying it, but for me personally, I think that's something that determines my vocabulary and the words that I say that may be offensive to other people is that these are specifically words that are used literally every day to attack my identity. So I feel comfortable saying it. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, you know, we've been talking about this for like an hour, this topic, and I feel like, you know, it can be seen as so frivolous to like have a conversation of like, 
what one word means and who can say it and who can say it. But like um, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not just that one word. It's the, what, like the meanings behind the word. It's the weight behind the word. It's what that word embodies and what it represents and what it represents and what is what we see every day in like the violence and the, the deaths of so many trans people. It's the discrimination that you and I face, whether that's on our YouTube channel or in real life. It's me being kicked out of my house whenever I came out. Um, yeah, it's, you know, trans people not being able to get a job because they're trans, unable to have um, uh, security, like um, financial security or home stability. Um, and twice so many trans people are on the streets and, uh, you know, on and on and on, um, not having access to proper health care. Um, like this word, in, it's not just a word. Um, it's this whole ideology <clears throat> that kind of lives and is transphobia. And, and so when you think about trans people and um, how the world views them, I think it's important to understand why that word is so touchy for so many people um, and why it means so much to so many people and why some people can be so wary of others using it because of how much it's hurt them in their life and how much it's affected them. Um, because, you know, I, I see it in so many ways every day of just how, you know, people choose to harass or target me for being trans. Um, and it's awful. And so um, it is hard for me to kind of see someone um, who aren't going through the same things that I'm going through, but kind of carry that same, um, I don't know how to explain this, but carry, carry that same idea that they can utilize or reclaim something that I, that has affected me so deeply, I guess. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, yeah. So I, yeah, that word, even though it's just a word, it definitely has just a long history and, um, is still seen every day in so many different ways that affect so many different people. So I guess that's my last piece on it. Again, not gatekeeping. I'm not trying to say people can or can't say it. Um, I'm like personally putting my opinions out there of like, I know why people are so affected and so hurt by it. And I know why people wouldn't want others to say it. And to an extent, I even agree. I think it affects trans women significantly. And I think it hurts them significantly. And um, that's kind of like, at the end of the day, how I feel about it. And my opinions are never set in stone. I'm always willing to grow. I'm always willing to adapt and to change. So I always feel like, when every time I talk about something, I always feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, showcasing my opinion in a way that obviously isn't exclusionary or doesn't um, see others um, when I, when I completely understand that. And I want to make sure that I, you know, I want to say things and, you know, be a good example for other trans people or other people who are coming out or thinking they're trans. I obviously want to play a good example for that. And, but like, I might say something today that I regret in 10 years or even in like a week, like, um, and I think I'm okay to do that. I think people are okay to like say things and then maybe not agree with it in the future. But currently right now, I guess that's kind of like what I'm feeling and how I choose to kind of have this conversation or what I feel about this conversation in general.
I agree. And I mean, the whole premise of like our podcast, the reason we really wanted to do it is because we wanted it to be like a general, like a genuine conversation between us and like also the people that are listening. And like, we typically don't really have scripts for our episodes. We kind of just talk because like, that's where a lot of the genuine energy comes from. So I'm in the same boat. Like a lot of the times I find myself like having to stop and think about what I'm saying because I don't think, or I know that neither of us want to like actually offend anybody or personally want to attack anybody, but we have to have like these difficult conversations sometimes. And these are important conversations to have. Um, So I agree. Like there may be something that I said today that I don't think I'll necessarily regret in the future, but it's something that I'm open to learning as to why it was wrong for me to say that. Or if I offended somebody, I would like them to reach out to me and tell me what I said that offended them. Because I mean, I I would hope that nobody watching this is like actually offended. I mean, they might be upset about something that we said, but I hope people know that our intention is never to offend anybody. And we're just speaking our own opinions, which everybody has the right to do. So I think at the end of the day, we should just be comfortable having these types of conversations and it's okay to walk on eggshells because it's just such like a a vast topic and there's so many ways to go about it. And there's not really a right or wrong answer. There really never is. And it's always changing and always evolving. And what might be the right answer in 2021 might not be the right answer in 2024. So it's just important to have these conversations and I'm happy we're able to really like just talk so freely and just off the cuff of whatever we're thinking at the moment, because I think that's something a lot of people don't do. No offense. It's like, I don't want to be produced. I want us to like actually talk about what's going on. No, I agree with that completely. I feel like, you know, I watch a lot of podcasts or I see a lot of like people and maybe there's a, there's a good part of like being like, you know, prepared and having more of like a preparation but there's just something so drawing to me when I see conversations that are that are like off the cuff or just like genuine because you kind of can you can see really good insight into who people are that way. And I I think we both really wanted to be real and showcase you know our journey and our identity and our thoughts and our opinions. And we just wanted to be completely like upfront and want everyone to know you know how we're feeling. And in the future, hopefully, you know we can obviously provide more opinions like this and be, um, and I'm sure, you know, with time and with practice of just kind of like talking about situations like this, it'll get easier for us. Um, But also I want to say that what we're saying today, like this isn't an end of a discussion. This isn't like when this podcast is over, it's not like, oh, this conversation is over. Like, please contain the conversation. If you feel any way, or if you feel like what we said may have been wrong, or if you have your own opinions, reach out to us, talk to us. Uh, comment with us or like write something. And if we agree, or if we want to discuss it more, we can even bring it up again in the podcast and in future episodes or whatever it may be. Just reach out to us, let us know how you're feeling. Um, And we definitely want to have a more involvement with you guys, more of understanding what the whole community sees. Because obviously we're only two trans people. We only can see, you know, we only see what we see like, 
and only can perceive the things that we go through. So if you have any insight or any feelings or anything, please feel free to like reach out to us and we can definitely talk about it more in the future. So this isn't an end of discussion. This isn't like us trying to be like, this is our firm stance on something. Fuck all of y'all. Cause that's not how we operate. That's not who we are. And I see a lot of people do that. A lot of people um, online have these like firm stances on like these issues. And it's like, you're not giving yourself the ability to grow and understand in the future. So I think it's okay to have an opinion, but to clarify that like, you know, this may not be this way forever. And I've seen that a lot in the beginning of my transition. Like I used to say awful things. I used to say like transgendered and I used to say transsexual and I would describe myself in a way that just is so problematic. And I don't see myself that way today. I don't say things like that today because I grow. And so that's kind of like what I am like trying to push at the end of the day. Like we have opinions, but this isn't like a close and shut thing. Like obviously throughout time, we're going to grow. We're going to adapt. We're going to understand more. So uh, maybe we'll stay with this opinion forever. <laughs> maybe not. Just if you have a conversation or if you want to expand on this, please feel free to reach out to us through DMs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really do hope everybody enjoyed this episode. It was kind of heavy, but like we both said, it is an important conversation that needs to be had. And I think you do bring up a good point. Like the topics that we talk about, it's not a firm stance on how we feel and it's not just an end all be all. So if you have any questions or any comments about what we said in this episode or even like past episodes that we've done. If you want to have a further conversation and talk about how your views are similar or even different, that's perfectly fine. You can reach out to us on Instagram. You can reach out to our personal Instagrams or our podcast Instagram. Either works. We would gladly have a conversation if somebody has something to say about something that we've talked about. Um, but like I said, I hope everybody enjoyed and follow us on Instagram if you'd like to stay up to date on what's going on with our crazy schedules. <laughs> yes. Um, I am having surgery in like a few, in like less than, a, or things like around a month. So I'm like freaking out. And so I'll definitely like keep in touch with like our future episodes as it gets closer. I haven't been able to sleep. So we'll definitely be talking more and more about that. I'm getting top surgery and it's just a fucking crazy thing. It'll be my first gender affirming procedure and fucking insane. So crazy. <laughs> so um, I'm nervous, but yeah, um, if you want to kind of keep in touch with my journey through that, you can follow obviously us on Instagram at girlish podcast. Um, my Instagram personal one is at Olivia Noel, O-L-I-V-I-N-O-E-L. And yours is at Gage L, right? G A G E E L L E. Perfect. Gaggly. Right. Exactly. So if you want to follow us, keep in touch with us there. Uh, please, please feel free to do so. And yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.